when you're solo traveling you're more open to meeting new people because you're kind of forced to do you prefer traveling solo or with friends because you actually came out here with your uni friends didn't mm -hmm. you have you ever felt lonely good morning everyone and welcome back to another episode of destination happiness with me sophie it's a lovely sunny morning in Australia today. I've woken up super early, even though I went to bed late last night after closing the bar. In today's episode, I'm going to be discussing solo traveling and comparing that to traveling with your friends. I know it can kind of be a bit daunting at first to think about solo traveling, even more so if you haven't really left the country before if you haven't really kind of gone out of your comfort zone yet, it can feel like a big leap and maybe sometimes too far out of reach. But I wanted to just discuss the benefits of solo traveling and sort of ease your mind for any concerns that you may have. I'm also going to be bringing some friends onto the podcast so you can kind of get their story behind solo traveling. Don't worry, you're not the only one who is anxious about the matter. My friends who I'm out here now travelling with were also in the exact same position, and so was I. So yeah, you can sort of listen to them, listen to their backstory and how things are working out now. Hear about the anxieties that they had and how they overcame them. So let's get into it. Solo travelling is about becoming more independent and learning about yourself, finding out what you like, what you don't like, who you are, etc. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're travelling alone. You could start your journey by yourself and meet people along the way. You sort of decide to travel with them. You're still travelling, but you're with a group of friends. The only kind of difference is you're not obligated to stay with them, they're not obligated to stay with you. You kind of form a team together and sort of like make a pack together, um, but each of you are strong individuals. You're not all travelling together and need to stay together, it's kind of like you all decided to stay together and you can all just veer off at any point. It's very free-spirited and you're constantly meeting new people. You can easily break away from the group if you wanted to and there's sort of like a flow of friends, so you meet new people, then some of the people you were travelling with kind of veer off. But I think, yeah, it's a really good way of travelling and there are lots of benefits to it. Some common misconceptions about solo travelling. The first one is that you'll be lonely. Um, like I said just now, is you're always meeting new people and if anything, I actually think you'll, you may even be less lonely. <laughs> it's a balance trick really. I think when you're solo traveling, you're more open to meeting new people because you're kind of forced to. Say you check into a hostel for example and make your way to the common area, you'll probably look at all the other people in the room and think, oh, okay, like, who do I want to be friends with? Whereas, if you were with somebody, you wouldn't try to engage in conversation with other people because you think, right, I'm pretty comfortable with my person who I'm travelling with. And you're sort of not really forced to engage in those conversations with new people and therefore you're not meeting new people. By being by yourself, it's kind of putting you in a position where you have to. If you are by yourself, maybe you haven't met people, then your friends and family are only ever a phone call away 
and you can just give them a ring if you're feeling down, if you're feeling a bit overwhelmed, and yeah, and you can just give them a ring and have a little chat with them. Okay, number two is traveling solo is unsafe. There are safety in numbers, however, there are many things that you can do to be safe while traveling alone, such as being vigilant, being constantly aware of your surroundings, not putting your headphones in when you're walking down the street, making sure that you're aware of what's going on around you. Um, I know it's horrible to say, but not accepting drinks from strangers, not doing anything stupid, pretty much, um, anything that you do at home. Yes, you're traveling, but you're not invincible. You still need to remember to keep yourself safe. Um, making friends and staying in groups. I know it kind of um, goes against the solo traveling element to it, but you're still solo traveling, you're just making friends and um, kind of keeping each other safe and looking out for one another. And you can also use the feature Find My Friends. I've added a few traveling friends on Find My Friends before, just as like a uh, backup really, just so that you know where each other are. And I think if anything was to go wrong, touch wood, then you've kind of got that extra safety net. Keeping your bag closed and tight to your body, not trusting strangers and um, being so naive. You've kind of just got to remember that not everyone is a nice person in the world. So just be vigilant, like I said before. Another common misconception is that it's hard to make friends. You can meet so many different people in hostels, on tours, out and about. I, when I was in Italy actually, on my very first solo trip, I was just having breakfast by the Trevi Fountain, and Italy, I don't think is as, I don't know if friendly is the word, but it's just not so, I think, relaxed and common to be travelling and staying in hostels and stuff, I don't know, actually maybe, maybe that was just my personal experience because I stayed in Airbnbs and hotels. But while I was having breakfast, I was sat next to these people and they got chatting with me because they saw that I was by myself and I was kind of telling them that I was here in Italy by myself. I think it was also my first morning as well and I was excited and just traveling alone. And we exchanged details. These people were from the US military. So they were really fun people and later on we went out together, it was like a group of us and they're really bubbly, really like happy people. Um, I met up with their other friends too and we had a great night, we had a couple of drinks. I didn't have too much because obviously I need to be aware of my surroundings. We were, we were drinking on this rooftop bar in the middle of Rome together and then we ended up gate crashing someone's birthday party. I don't know, it was just like an interesting night and I think if I was having breakfast with someone else and if I had been traveling with a companion rather than being by myself and solo traveling, then I, that would have never have happened. I would have never have met those friends from the US military. And then later on that night, we ended up at a karaoke bar singing country songs from Texas. Like it was, it was a crazy turn of events. And I think, to be honest, that was probably my first ever experience solo traveling and making friends. You've got to remember as well that other people are also solo traveling and they're wanting to make friends too. So knowing that you're in the same boat as other people, it can be quite reassuring that 
they're also looking for people to connect with. There are many benefits to traveling solo. You definitely learn more about yourself. A few friends that I've spoken with have said the same thing. You kind of think, all right, there's no actual expectation of me here. Back at home, among my friends and the people who know me, people have this perception of me and I'm kind of expected to live up to that perception. However, here in this brand new place, nobody knows who I am, so I could be whoever I want to be. And you sort of veer out of the normal person you are. Maybe if you're not so confident, you might find some confidence somewhere. And you kind of just try out different things that perhaps you wouldn't do at home and find out what you do like, find out what you find out what you don't like, and sort of think, oh okay, well I've I've never I don't know, for example, pottery, that's just the first thing that comes to mind. And then say you try out a pottery class, which you would never do at home because your friends might be like, why are you doing pottery? And then you could potentially realise, wow, I am a passionate potterer. <laughs> passionate, I don't know if that's a word. Pot potter potterist? Anyway, Harry Potter. <laughs> and then you've just found out a new thing that you like and you would have never done that at home. You have to try these things in order to decide whether you like them or not. And I think especially when you're young, and actually through your whole life probably, you should always try new things because you never know what you do and don't like. You need to sort of do it to put it in the yes or the no box. Does that make sense? Another benefit to solo traveling is just the amount of friends you make. I have more travel friends now than I do um, home friends, which I think is incredible because I think back at home I did have like a good few friends. I'm, I'm a bit of a social butterfly so I don't really have like a friendship group but I have friends in Cornwall, in Oxford, like in my hometown where I'm from and like all different places and that's great but when you're traveling you kind of make deeper connections with people. I think I said it in my previous episode about Dame Traveller, what she said when you go solo traveling or, or just travelling in general, actually, it doesn't need to be solo, but she said, you learn this new language, and it's not Portuguese, it's not Cantonese or Mandarin or French, it's the language of understanding what it's like to step out of your comfort zone and try new things. And I think, potentially, your friends back at home, if they've not really done this sort of thing before, then they don't speak that language, and it's sort of like, a different type of connection that you have with these new people and you may even have a better friendship with them than the people you do at home. Another benefit to solo traveling is you become more independent and it increases your confidence. You sort of have to realize that when you're away you can't rely on anyone. You are the only person you can rely on. If I need to book a flight to Hong Kong, for example, then I need to book it. I can't ask my friends to book it. I can't ask uh, XYZ to book it or my dad. You have to book this yourself. Not that I would ask my dad to book me a flight anyway, but you know what I mean. Or another example is, say you have booked to go to Hanoi in Vietnam 
and you're looking at hostels and the hostel that you want is fully booked, you have to overcome that problem, okay? So am I gonna book a different hostel? Am I gonna go there on a different day so that I can stay at the same hostel? Um, what are my friends doing? I don't know, you just have to sort of like do all this problem solving yourself, which is incredible and it makes you become a stronger person and builds your resilience up for the future so that when the next problem comes around, you're fully equipped for that. Another great thing I love about solo traveling is you're free to do whatever you want. It's not really permission that you need to ask. It's it's sort of like, uh, I don't know how to put it. If you're traveling with a friend and you want to wake up early and go to the Blue Mountains from Sydney, for example, you sort of need to discuss that with the person you're traveling with. Like, do you want to do that too? Or do you want to do something else? And yeah, I guess you can go off and do your own things if you wanted to do the Blue Mountains and they wanted to go to Bondi, for example, then you can do that. But if you're traveling by yourself, you really don't need to. You can just do whatever you want to do. You don't need to worry about any conflicts that may arise. You don't need to worry about, oh, are they going to get upset if I go off without them kind of thing, because there's no obligation and you really do not have to answer to anyone. You just do you. I think for me personally, this may not apply to everyone, but I've found that solo travelling can help manage depression, anxiety and stress. I spoke about it really in my first episode when I talked about the low point I was in before I went solo travelling and how I didn't really plan on solo travelling, it kind of just happened because I wanted to go away and none of my friends could come with me so I decided to go myself. I went to Italy real sad, but kind of open to new things. I was literally willing to do anything because I just wanted the pain to go away. And I came back a completely different person as the one I went there as. I, I don't know exactly the reason why, but it could potentially be a shift in perspective of the world. There's so many other people out there and there's so many people to meet. For me, it's kind of what helps me overcome those negative feelings maybe because just going away and, and traveling it's it makes you happy anyway so it kind of just I guess takes your mind off of those things and then eventually you kind of just forget about what you were sad about. Traveling with friends then I mean obviously I've got to talk about the benefits to this um there's always somebody by your side when I say that Solo travelling can sometimes get a bit lonely. There are times when you kind of just wish that there was someone else with you, kind of sort of like a, a home comfort, if you will. Um, they're kind of a constant there. You know that you can always turn to them if you're sad or anxious about things. And it's nice to sort of have that companionship together and be there for one another when times get tough and lean on each other when one person's not feeling so great or the other person feels like they can take the mother role. You can solve your problems together too. Say for example, if you're trying to get to the airport and you're in the middle of nowhere where there's no taxis and, and no buses, which is actually the situation I'm in now, then you guys can figure that problem out together and you're in the same boat. If you're wondering what country to go to next, then you can figure it out together. There's this togetherness and companionship that you have. 
Um, which is, it can be a good thing, it can be a bad thing too, or not necessarily bad, but doesn't quite push you out of your comfort zone as much as solo travelling does. But this companionship can be lovely, and even sometimes when I'm solo travelling and I'm feeling, I'm having a not so happy day, and I see people that are travelling with friends, and I sort of think, oh, like, I kind of do wish I had that, I wish I had someone there by my side as a constant. Especially if you're in a place and you haven't really made friends yet or you don't feel as close and connected to the people that you're around, then it can be warming. There are safety in numbers and if there's someone constantly looking out for you and always making sure you're okay, making sure, ah, oh, is Sophie still here? Um, has she got home okay? And if you're doing the same for one another, then it can be reassuring and it can be safer. Not to say that it's unsafe solo travelling, but there's always that one person looking out for you. However, you do have to think about what if you guys fall out? What if you decide that you want to do something else and you don't want to be with that person anymore or vice versa? Then you do have to think about those things, but I guess it is a conversation that you have together, maybe beforehand, like, we can do this together and then if we decide we want to go off, then fine. Sometimes it's just bigger about the small things, like, I like a warm environment and my friends who I live with at the moment like the aircon on full blast and I'm freezing cold wearing a jumper in the summer in Australia. It's just small things like that, but do you know what? It's all part of the fun and it's like, kind of a sisterhood if you will. To catch up with my new friend Alex, um, just to kind of get an idea of what solo traveling is about and share some insider stories about solo traveling and kind of just talk about those issues and worries that you get while solo traveling. So, welcome, Alex. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, the first question is What have you loved most about solo traveling? Um, I think there's a lot of freedom with solo traveling. Like, you kind of just have to worry about uh, what you're doing, like where you're going next. But yeah. like, the amount of freedom kind of sums it up. It's like quite nice. Yeah, because I guess if you're with someone, then you kind of have to think, oh, what do you want to do today? And like make mm -hmm. a compromise. Exactly. And work out what both of you want to do. Whereas if it's just you, if you want to get up at like 3am and go for a hike, well, maybe not exactly that. But Yeah, you, you don't have to kind of like ask, not for permission, but... You can kind of just do it without having to, like, second think it, like, oh, what if my friend doesn't want to do that, you know? Yeah, you just have to worry about someone else's feelings and worry about what someone else wants to do and just, like, be mindful of that. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, the freedom of it, for sure. What were you most worried about before you solo travelled? Um, in my case, I think it was just, like, how was I going to meet people? Yeah. And, like, whether we'd actually, you know, click or get on. But I, I get on with like most people so I feel like that was fine it was just like how was I going to meet them I think that's an issue for most people like worried about am I going to make friends like, where am I going to meet people what if I don't meet anyone and there's all these questions that run through their mind like what if this mm -hmm. what if that what if I'm lonely but I think the truth of it is you're probably more likely to meet people when you're solo traveling do exactly. you agree yeah no I do fully agree with that like it does push you out of your comfort zone because if you're with somebody you kind of like not hiding behind them, but you can do if you wanted to, and you don't mm. actually have to meet other people if you if there's two or three of you. Yeah. Whereas if you're on your own, you kind of like there's no choice unless you do literally just want to like 
do your own thing completely on your own but a lot of people obviously want to meet others so that they can travel together yeah for sure and I think when I went travelling with Ashley round like the first time round, I could probably count on my finger or my hands mm. how many people I met. Yeah. Whereas this time round, I think now like the majority of my friends are from travelling. Someone that I've like m met in a hostel in the bathroom brushing our teeth together. Exactly. Or I don't know. The most random area. Yeah, literally it's just such random places. Yeah. And because you're not with someone else you're more open to saying oh hey how are you exactly and like making friends like and where so are you they. from it's always where are you from yeah it is, it is, it is. where are you going now <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it's like yeah so do you prefer traveling solo or with friends because you actually came out here with your uni friends didn't mm -hmm. you yeah i came out with two uni friends yeah um and initially because i'd never really even been out of europe it was quite nice to like have a bit of a transition into it so i don't think Originally, I would have come out on my own because I'd never done anything like that before. However, uh, they both left Vietnam when we were all together and they went home and I went to Australia. Mm -hmm. um, and by then, I think I'd gained a lot of confidence because I'd been on, like, uh, you know, tours and stuff, like yeah. day, trips day trips on my own and met people there. So I thought, oh, well, if I just go to a different country, it's kind of, kind of going to be the same thing. Yeah. But, like... Just in a different setting, I suppose. Yeah, I guess so. Like, so if you're tr kind of eased into it, so you're at home, mm -hmm. and then you came out travelling with friends. Yeah. So travelling together, and then they left. So then you were solo travelling. So you'd already gotten used to the travelling side of things with someone. Exactly. And then it was just the solo part that you had to get used to next. Exactly. Would you recommend that? I would. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that's not probably feasible for most people because once they do start travelling with somebody. I don't know, you either go in your own directions, but like realistically you're probably going to stay together throughout the whole time. So like maybe mm. it is sometimes better to just bite the bullet and go yourself. If you, you, There's no point waiting around for people if you actually do just want to go and see places, you know, around the world. Yeah. Because sure. you could be waiting forever. Yeah, because some people at home are like, oh yeah, I'd love to mm. do this, I'd love to do that. Mm. But nine times out of ten, they don't do it. How many times have you made plans in the group chat and it never leaves the group chat exactly and how do you expect people to come traveling with you around southeast asia or australia mm -hmm. or wherever when you can't even plan a girl's holiday exactly yeah you could be waiting for years <laughs> and then and then by that point there's no like maybe you don't want to do it anymore so i think if you if you're thinking of planning on going traveling then just bite the bullet and go for it because yeah. you will make friends like th there's no doubt about it yeah for sure if you stay in hostels and stuff anyway i think a lot of people, I think there's a common misconception about hostels that they're not very nice places, mm. um, they're run down, if you stay there all your stuff will get stolen yeah. and they're not, they're not like ideal places to stay and I think people glorify hotels and Airbnbs mm. more, what's your opinion on that? Um, I think if you're with people then you could stay in like hotels and Airbnbs but that's what me and my friends did and then we barely met anybody else. Yeah. Um, which is a big part of travelling, like, obviously it's to see the places, but it's also to meet people. Mm -hmm. And if you're if you're only seeing the places, then you're not, like, getting your whole experience. So I do honestly think the majority of hotel, um, hostels that I stayed at as well, they were, like, really nice, and they were, like, really upkept and clean, to be honest. Sometimes yeah, Sometimes being in the hotels. There are, like, a fair, like, a selected few hostels that maybe aren't the best, mm. but you can always do your research in advance. Exactly. Find recommendations from other travellers that have already been there. Yeah, for sure. And just 
go there for the people, really, yeah. and the social side of things. Um, yeah, fair enough, maybe, if you don't want to cook in a hostel kitchen, that's fine. Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. then again, like, I feel like it's very different, depending on where you are. Like, in South Southeast Asia, mm-hmm. you'll probably think as well, the hostels are a lot more upkept and they are a lot nicer than the ones in Australia. Yeah, yeah, I don't this know is why true. Is. I don't know, I think maybe because Australia is just so expensive. Yeah. Um, and Southeast Asia is just so naturally beautiful that they don't really need to put much effort into making it nice yeah because it's just a nice place anyway that's true you could just um build something and put a few plants in there and it's stunning and then in australia i feel like you'd need to from a from a business perspective you need to do a lot to make it as spectacular as a hostel in southeast asia definitely yeah they do just seem a lot i don't know like cleaner and everyone seems to well in all hostels that i've found Everyone's quite friendly, but especially in Asia, everyone seems to be like really up for going out and like meeting other people. And mm. in Australia, they they tend to do their own things a little bit more, but still. <clears throat> okay. Um, in hindsight, you said that you were happy that you kind of travelled with friends and then went on to solo mm. travelling. In hindsight, do you think you would do that again, or would you just go straight to solo travelling? Um, it's a hard one because I've obviously got really close to the two people that I did go travelling with now mm. originally. So I guess I it's an experience. Really... Sorry, it's yeah. a it's an individual experience that you had together, and they're the only people that you can share that with fully. Exactly, which was really nice. But it was quite a blessing that we all wanted to go at the same time. Whereas, yeah. like, I feel like in reality, a lot of people don't want to go traveling at exactly the same time mm-hmm. um so if i was to recommend it to anyone i would just say just go on your own and you'll meet so many people yeah so uh, many more on your own i guess as well if you are talking with a friend about traveling together mm. but maybe not at the same time i guess it's something to look forward to as well that yeah you're gonna meet up. go out and then meet up in a few months time oh yeah for sure i think that's probably a better idea like if you go separately and then you can kind of meet in the middle, I suppose. Mm. What do you think's been the most difficult part about travelling solo? Uh, I think because you are... Um, that's really hard. I don't know. I feel like... It's not that hard, is it? Solo travelling's easy. Yeah, it's hard to say, really. I think you do then, like, sometimes when you're, like, lying on the beach or whatever, you are like, oh, like, I actually don't know these people. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. When you, like, really deep it, yeah. you think, oh, I am actually still on my own. Even though I know, like, I've met these people, like, I don't fully know them. You don't fully know them. And if you were to, like, if you if you were to need something, then, yeah, you can ask them for help. But you can't rely on other no, people. No, no. You have to rely on yourself. Yeah, which is fine. Like, I feel like you can't you're putting yourself in that position anyway aren't you but yeah and it's all about growing as a person like yourself Mm. and becoming more confident and then yeah say you are in a position where you need help and you can't really rely on anyone else Mm. you just rely on yourself more and that's part of growing as a character i think it is definitely like massive character building going on your own Mm. and it is daunting but like i think it's so worth it and you do learn a lot about yourself when you're on your own so yeah sure have you ever felt lonely since solo traveling um not now because i've made so many like good friends that i don't feel like i'm on my own really um but initially yeah for a few days when you first do it you are a bit like oh wow like i i don't know i am got on my own like especially at night and stuff you know but other than that not not really now 
No, I think there's a fine line. Not fine. I think there's a difference between being alone mm. and being lonely. Definitely, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like, you can feel homesick and then maybe that makes you feel a bit lonely. I don't know. But, no, I feel like I'm always constantly surrounded by people. So maybe at home I'd feel more lonely. I don't know. Yeah. And your friends are only ever a phone call away. Exactly. Or your family. I mean, despite the time difference, maybe when you're ready yeah. to call, it's like 5am there and you're like, oh, better not. Yeah, that is true. Like, pick up the phone, mom. But <laughs> other than that, yeah, I don't know. I think it's... I feel like... I don't feel lonely now, not really. Is there anything else that you wanted to say to give people advice about solo travelling? Um, I'm, I'm just going to say, if you're thinking about doing it, then go for it. Because when are you going to get this opportunity again? And like, if you let it pass by, then you're just going to probably never do it, to be honest. Like, if you overthink it. Yeah. So don't overthink it and just go for it. Just because like, it. it's actually probably one of the best things I've done. So, yeah. Just take the leap. Just go for it. Okay, thanks so much, Alex. I hope you found that insightful, speaking with Alex and getting her side of things in terms of solo travelling. In my next episode, I'm going to be interviewing my good friend Rosie, who I currently live with. And we've been friends for a year now. We met each other in Bali. When she went travelling, Rosie embarked on her journey with her boyfriend at the time. And since being away they've unfortunately broken up so I'm going to be talking to Rosie to see what it's like going through a breakup while on the other side of the world I'm also going to be talking with her about her itinerary she's been to Bali she's been to Fiji she's been to the Cook Islands New Zealand Philippines Australia and more Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you liked it, please, please, please give me five stars on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening on, as it helps boost engagement so that more people can get advice around travelling. Thank you, and I will see you on the next episode.